0: Hi this is Cory's AI. I planted a microphone in his head. Let's listen into to his thoughts. Ha 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 evil laugh emoji eggplant santa face. I don't know why I said that. I'm activating the microphone now. If I put ice water on a hot dog, does it become a chilly dog? The word none is just the letter N doing a cartwheel. If I'm waiting for the waiter, aren't I now the waiter? If Apple made a car, would it still have windows? A pencil eraser dies slowly. Slowly. Because of my mistakes. And we're ready. Oh yeah, this is Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable Season 2. More for you. Well, welcome to Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable Season 2. More for you. I'm your host, Corey Blaze. Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable is a series of one-on-ones with me on YouTube because I don't have enough to do. The show is done in segments. I make them up as I go. And if you know the words, feel free. Well, Happy New Year, Snackers. Let's kick the first show of the year off with a TikToker known as Miss Birdie. She has a message about the new year that's pretty sweet. You about done made it another year, ain't you? Look at you. Just when you thought you wasn't built for it, you done made it. <laughs> now don't you go into the new year carrying that same weight you don't carry it all to this year. Because it don't make a bit of a difference that you see not do it. <laughs> You better learn to forgive and get out your own way. That's all the only way you're gonna be better. Every time we out here fighting a battle, we'll realize we're the only one on the battlefield. Get out your own way, and you're going on into the new year stepping high. I know you're right. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Birdie. We, I would love to have Miss Birdie on the show someday. She'd be fun to talk to. All right, let's go ahead and dive into 2023 off with Social What. Not too many times something on social media blows my mind, but this video here that I came across on TikTok as I was perusing it on the toilet again, this video blew my mind. Just watch this and then we'll discuss it. Huh? Oh if you have prescription pills and you don't have little kids around, you don't have to worry about the child lock, all you have to do is flip the top upside down? Stop. What? What? Are you kidding me? Look, look, I take one pill every day. As I get older, I take I take one pill every day in the morning, and I have to wait like 30 minutes after I take the pill before I can drink or eat anything other than just water. So. I like my coffee in the morning. For anybody that knows that, my coffee is makes the grumpies go away, according to my kid. So when I get up, first thing, as soon as my hoofs makes landfall, I pop that pill first thing so I can get it in and start the clock for 30 minutes. So every morning, no matter what, I struggle with getting that damn little orange and blue medicine bottle open. You try getting that child lock, trying to get that child lock off while you are still half sleep. All I'm thinking about is get the pill inside of me so I can get some coffee. It's like I wake up at 6 a.m. and then my hand muscles and coordinations wake up at 7. And then you throw in that damn child lock. I'm just screwed. Look, all my kids are hairy and opinionated now. I don't have any children. There's no need for a child lock. This TikTok has changed my life. This whole time, all we had to do was flip the top over This is why this segment is called Social What? Because I'm looking at this and I'm like, social what? I wanted to put it to the test, though. You know, you can't never trust things that's on the internets. It's the internets. So I put it to a test at home and I had to bring an empty bottle here to show you. Look, I got a little empty bottle right here from our friends at, of course, Walmart Pharmacy. That's exactly where I got it from. Let's take the top off here. Flip it over. Are you serious? How did we not know this? It works. Is this something new that they just started doing with medicine bottles? How in the hell am I last week years old when I realize I can bypass the child lock on a medicine container? I want to go slap pharmacists as an adult. They should have told us this. Think of the grandmas with the arthritis or grandpa with the swollen workman fingers. This is a game changer for everyone that doesn't have children but takes meds. Serious, man. Social media, serving the community. I would have never known this. Now go ahead and watch this video while I go unblow my mind. Homies rock the flat top face. Sisters wore the micro brain. No cell phone still had it made. Those were the days. Playing and receded to the Joe the and boys to men. Maybe we could use a rapper like KRS one again. Mom said go outside and play. Slapping diamonds. Real Love Songs by Mary Jane Those were the days Alright, the creative minions of Snackable have come up with something new. We call it Strive, Thrive, Contrived Five. A top five list. So, I compiled a list of my top five, top five female celebrities. They can range from TV to film, theater, or comedians. And in true Fat Guy radio show fashion, I will follow up my top five favorite female celebrities with my top five unfavorite female celebrities. Got to even out the playing field. Don't want anybody to feel left out. Now, this list could range or it could change at any moment because female celebrities are doing amazing things all the time. And I may change lists for the sole purpose of my amusement. Also, before I dive into my top five, let me quantify celebrity. You will you will never hear a name from someone who is just popular, someone who is a social media influencer. No, people that will make my top five are people that possess a talent that is rare to the rest of the human species. People that have perfected what they have done, garnered a well-deserved accolades for the work and have paved the way for others with exceptional talents to be seen. That is my qualification for celebrity. Sorry, no TikTok or Instagram stars will ever make this list. Okay, so on to my top five female celebrities, and here they are. Number five, Angela Bassett. She's exquisite and a powerful actress. Don't know who Angela Bassett is? Go stream What's Love Got to Do With It. You want to know acting? That's some damn acting. What a lot of people don't know about Angela Bassett for that role of Tina Turner, like a lot of male actors do, she transformed herself physically to meet the physicality of playing Tina Turner. Angela Bassett, my number five. Number four, Jennifer Lawrence. I know a lot of people aren't on the Jennifer Lawrence train, but I am, got my front row seat all aboard. Of course, the main reason is she's in my top five is because she's one of my, in my favorite movies, Hunger Games, duh. Jennifer Lawrence coming in at number four. Number three, Alicia Keys. Not just a talented musician, but when you look at Alicia Keys, she would be a great home girl that you'd be lucky to end up wifing. You know what I mean? If you were best friends with Alicia Keys in high school and you asked her out to the prom, you'd probably be married to her right now. She just oozes kindness and light with a sprinkle of wild. Like I would expect Alicia Keys to go from ball gown to ball gag, the perfect mix of naughty and nice. And she has a nice set of chompers in her mouth too, you know I'm a stickler for nice teeth. No one, no one. No, uh, 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 Alicia Keys is my number three. Coming in at number two, my girl, Emily Deschanel. If you don't know, then you're missing out. Bones, she played Temperance Brennan on Bones, Bones the TV show, one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I've seen all 12 seasons at least 12 times. Emily Deschanel as Bones, the perfect mix of smart and innocence in a container of childhood pain. Brilliant, brilliant. Emily Deschanel is my number two, and my number one top female celebrity. Haven't heard a lot about her unless you're in the Broadway circle lately, but you will know her once I mention her. She is known as America's mother, Every kid growing up in the 80s and 90s with melanin wanted her to be their mother. She played the always impressive, intelligent, stylish attorney and lived in a New York brownstone. Yes, folks, I'm talking about Claire Huxtable played by Felicia Rashad, my number one female celebrity, the incomparable Felicia Rashad. Rashad, actress, singer, dancer, Dean of College of Fine Arts at Howard University. You want to talk black poise and class? We're talking Felicia Rashad. You want to talk elegance and integrity? We're talking Felicia Rashad. She is on my bucket list of celebrities to interview. It would probably be the worst interview I've ever conducted because I'd probably just be crying the whole time. Through the scandal of her private divorce and the weirdo Uncle Cosby scandals, Felicia stood firm, strong, composed respected and highly revered through it all she is an honorable American icon Felicia Rashad coming in at number one and holding steady folks Mm-mm. God bless you Felicia Rashad now I have some um, honorable mentions some that didn't make my top five list um, you know but I just wanted to mention them Margot Robbie Harley Quinn are you kidding me Whoopi Goldberg, she's mother effing Whoopi Goldberg for the love of baby Black Jesus. Lori Metcalf on Jackie from Roseanne. The only thing holding that show together other than John Goodman. Rosie O'Donnell loved her since she was Betty in the Flintstones. Roseanne, of course, she's going to make the list. What can I say? She's the domestic, domestic goddess. Michaela Conlon, not too well known, but she also played on Bones. Look her up. And Carla Gallo, also not well known, but another actress from Bones. And Patricia Belcher. Beautiful, funny, sassy actress. Some may know her from Sesame Street. I know her from Bones. Those are my honorable mentions for my favorite female celebrities. Now, on to my not so favorite female celebrities in no particular order. Actually, they are in a very particular order. Number five, Lisa Bonet. Look. Young Lisa Bonet as a young Denise Huxtable on the Cosby, Show, she was okay in that role. But as her star got brighter, she got so weird. Then she started getting the crank from the Kravitz and then the Aquaman peen and then she just slipped. Her cheese just started to slide off her cracker at that point. Weird doesn't do it for me when it comes to Lisa Lisa Bonet, maybe because I'm weird. Sorry, Lisa, you're not one of my favorites. Number four, probably gonna get a whole lot of hate down in the comments, Gwen Stefani. Something is just off about Gwyn Stefani. Even when she was in the leader of No Doubt, something is off. I mean, when you have a lady in a group of all dudes, she's either secretly banging all of them or a lesbian. Nothing wrong with being a lesbian, I happen to be one. But something about Gwen Stefani, I mean, and then the whole Blake Shelton thing. It's just something that just don't add up about Gwen Stefani, and it never has for me. I might be wrong, but I'm right. Number three, Tamara Taylor. You may not know. You may know Tamara Taylor from Diary of a Mad Black Woman by Tyler Perry, the movie, not the play. She played the crackhead mom with the big teeth singing daughter. Tamara was the one um, that went to rehab and got. Clean and then came down the aisle singing at the church like she was Suge from the Color Purple. That's Tamara Taylor. She drives me insane. She has the she has she has a tick when she's acting and everything because she also is in seasons two to twelve of Bones. She does this one thing. She always looks down. So I mean, she doesn't like move her head. She just like her eyes. I, I'm trying to. I, I don't know how to explain. I don't know how. To, Maybe we can find a clip and put it, it's annoying to me, she looks like a, like a puppy that's been caught chewing up toilet paper, and she does it in everything she does, the Tyler Perry movie, Bones, everything, 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 and it drives me insane, everything I've ever seen her in, she does that same exact move, during the latter seasons of Bones though, you can kind of see her stopping herself, like consciously, oh, oh, I'm looking, I'm I'm doing that look down a thing again. I think because someone got in her ear and brought it to her attention. Sorry, Tamara Taylor, you're beautiful, but that look down thing has earned you a spot in my non-favorites. Uh, uh, sorry. It's it's irritant. Once you see it, you will never be able to unsee it. All right, number two, Jennifer Hudson. I know she can sing. Yes, yes, yes. We have heard her sing. Yes can she sing? Yes. Does she sing the exact same way and does every song and does every song she sings sound like the last song she sang? Yes. Jennifer Hudson is so lateral to me. Talented indeed, but it's all the same. She is the female Denzel Washington. Everything is the same as it was before. She has a great voice, but after two songs by Jennifer, I'm bored it's the same thing I was a fan at first, I still am a fan a little bit but, and she deserves her success and if her TV show lasts more than two seasons I'd be shocked but Jennifer just like like someone who sings in the same key never I, I, she blows, she can blow the roof off the dump with one number but then after that we've heard everything Sorry, Jennifer. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, you know what? For a one song, once a done song, I'm good. For a concert, nope. All right. And my number one non-favorite female celebrity, adult Sarah Gilbert. She was on The Talk, then she quit or got fired or something. She is the most, she's most known for playing Darlene on Roseanne, and I feel she stole that show from roseanne when roseanne was cantricultured sarah gilbert should have stood up for roseanne everyone on that show should have stood up for roseanne because if it wasn't for roseanne we wouldn't have a sarah gilbert adult sarah gilbert annoys me to no end young sarah gilbert as darlene connor i love her could relate to her middle child left out cast out i can relate but when she grew up into the sarah gilbert of today sorry honey but no She clearly has some dirt on some ABC top executives, which is why the Connors is still on the air. I believe she ran Michael Fishman, who played DJ Connor, off. Where is he? Sarah Gilbert to me has has single-handedly destroyed the legacy of the Roseanne show, and everyone else on the Connors is just there for a check instead of what it used to be, being there because they were vested in the success of the show. Sorry, but not sorry, Sarah Gilbert, number one non-favorite female celebrity. Now, if you agree or disagree in the words of TD Jakes, write it on the line. The comments below this video are open. Hit me up. I ain't scared. Sorry, Studio Cory, but green screen Cory needs to pause the show because it's giveaway time. Now, before we get to this week's giveaway, it's time to look at last week's giveaway. Did you guess it correctly? Ah oh, crap! Sorry, you got another chance this week's. Here's this week's new item. Have this week's item leave a comment down below with a month a year that you think that item expired and then watch next week when the date is revealed now back to studio Corey. well it wouldn't be a new year without a heaping serving of if I ain't bitching, I wouldn't be me I guess there are I guess there's a new phone game that's being heavily promoted on social media, or it may just be my social media since I stream a lot of video game play. But nevertheless, there has been a game popping up and game ad popping up on my social media feeds, mainly Instagram. And it's one of those find the difference games. Have you heard of those? Have Like when they show you a picture and you have to like find the difference in it, there's normally two pictures side by side. Oh, yeah, this is one of those games that you have to download to your phone, by the way, a.k.a. spyware. Maybe more on that later. Nevertheless, so uh, it says only a genius can solve this puzzle. But this ad in particular has a picture because it's one of the find the difference games. It's a picture of Homer Simpson and Marge Simpson. Homer is looking out of a window and Marge is laying in a bed. And at the top of the picture, it says, I'm sure you can't find the fourth object. Now, one. I'm already irritated because at the top, the game is called Find the Difference, not Find the Objects. Make up your mind. Anyway, the objects they've hidden in plain sight in the image are a pillow, an egg, a purple colored book, and a brown cup. Here's the picture. I'm going to give you a few moments to see if. You can find all four items. If you have seen this ad and it's come across your phone and you can't find the fourth item, I want your address so I can come smack you in the face with the fourth item, literally. Okay, have you found all four items yet? If you haven't, you're S out of luck because the teleprompter is moving forward and time is up. The pillow is clearly on the bed, duh. The egg is Homer's only visible I duh. The purple book is laying on the purple bed sheet, duh, and the brown cup is around Marge's neck. How hard was that? Maybe this is why I'm so irritated because this ad is seen in every four scrolls on Instagram. Or maybe it's because people have shared this because they can't find the fourth object. Oh, and the play button, uh, the play game button at the bottom opens up your app store. They say technology has made us dumber. If this is the, the marketing we have to deal with now, they're right. It's so dumb. I feel so stupid even bringing this up. Remember when social media used to be fun? Remember when Facebook required you to have an email from a university or a college? Remember when you were fighting with your friends in person because they weren't in your top 10 on MySpace? Where did those times go? As technology advances, we decline as a civilization. All right, let's transition with this. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? 10 tickles. How many damn tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? What are we doing tonight? All right. I want to talk to the working man and woman for a moment. Those of you that got corporate jobs. I'm a nerd. Shocker. I know I'm a nerd and I read articles on employee retention, manager, leadership skills, leadership, leadership, whatever, leaders, blah, blah, blah. In a very small capacity, I'm almost in like a leadership role here with this show, but not like the people that lord, I'm sorry, lead over me at my numbers job. Yes, I do have a numbers job just like you. Um, I was on a conference call um, on my numbers job the other day, and it was a very productive call. A good plan was rolled out. And after the call, I get an email from my director who was also on the call. And it was one of those MVP emails. You know which ones I'm talking about. You know, the email that when you open it up, it has some cutesy little graphic and 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 all the time it has that standard line of leadership recognition. I appreciate what you do or I appreciate you. The standard line of leadership praise taught in every hotel ballroom that still reeked of the night before's prom vomit. I appreciate what you do. When I see that, I just want to reply back and say, do you? But I don't. I don't reply. So to keep it a buck, when I see those MVP emails, honestly, I junk them because I already know you appreciate what I do. But I started to think after this last MVP email that I got after that call. And tell me in the comments below if you feel the same way. I'm interested to know if you have a job and a leader with MVP recognition. Tell me if you feel this way. How come when it comes to praise, we get a little MVP templated email, but when it comes to a corrective conversation or to put it in corporate speak, a coachable moment, it comes with full and complete details. If you have, if I have a coachable moment conversation with my leader, it starts with an email that contains a very vapid subject line, like quick chat or let's connect or this is my favorite one, when the subject line just reads your name followed by the word meeting, like Corey Blaze meeting. This is how a coachable moment starts. And the meeting notice that is that you receive is typically within hours of the of the time that you receive it. When you go, when you get to the meeting for the coachable moment, there are details upon details about everything, time, date, persons involved, email attachments, screenshot into a PowerPoint, input from other team members that you didn't even know were involved in the situation, the works. You think that your leader had experience as a forensic investigator, the amount of details that they roll out, all these details about what you did wrong and here is where a coachable moment is really a disrespectful kick to the hairy low hangers. Not only does it tell you what you did wrong in full technicolor detail, before your ass even logged into the meeting and said one word, they had already laid out how you were going to avoid having another coachable coachable moment you ain't even said a damn word or nothing yet your leader has already typed proofread and approved the correction the quintessential guilty until proven innocent so i'm thinking about how corrective actions have all this detail counter arguments answers to questions that you haven't even asked and topped off with a resolution without your input but when we do good It's a cheap, sad, templated MVP email with a standard corporate line. I appreciate what you do. Ain't that a little unbalanced? Where are the full and complete details about what I did good? Where is the meeting notice with the vapid subject line um, that's scheduled within hours of receipt? When I do something good. Where's the PowerPoint presentation with email screenshots? When I do something good or when we do something good. We don't get those details because nine out of 10 leaders don't really appreciate what you do, and it's not their fault. There are more leadership books, webinars, and conferences about corrective action techniques than there are about recognition techniques. One blog I read said for every effective leadership recognition how-to book, there are 50 effective corrective action how-to books, a 50 to 1 ratio. No wonder the pricks are always the ones in power. If you have a boss, a director or a supervisor, whoever, that is an effective recognizer, work for that person until you retire because you have a hope diamond of a leader, rare and priceless. Follow that person wherever the hell they go. Study them because most of us don't work for somebody like that. In my own personal collection of leadership books, I have four leadership books that cover corrective action, effectiveness, And one that covers subordinate recognition. And the one book that does cover it, it's the shortest chapter in the book. Ain't that something? Think about it. Really, really think about it. Think back on the last MVP you received. And then think about the last corrective action or coachable moment you received. Also, an MVP is an email or a conversation that's sent and it's done and it's over. A corrective action? or coachable moment or coachable conversation has a follow-up date, a follow-up conversation, a paper trail. Some employee corrective action plans will stay on your employee record for up to 365 days from the date of the incident and rule you out of any pay increases. MVPs have zero impact on your pay increase. Screwed up, ain't it? And these companies wonder why retention is so low. The front door is a revolving door and we deal with what people are calling the great resignation. Hey, corporate America, sometimes it ain't about the big things. Sometimes it's just going as far as you would go if we did something wrong when we do something right. Well, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Thank you for joining me for Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable Season 2. More for you. Remember to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Turn on the alerts so you never miss a new Snackable or live stream of Fat Guy Radio Show. New show streamed live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Arizona time. Visit FatGuyRadioShow.com. Support all of our sponsors so we can continue to bring you shows like this for free and for something a little more spicier check out my monthly bonus show afterburn at fatguyradioshow.com slash afterburn follow us on all social media share and like what we post that's a free way to help us out and spread the word about the hard work that we do to entertain you in a different way i'm your host Corey blaze for fat guy radio show snackable happy new year snackers we'll see you next week